Okay. Um, <clears throat> my name is Julie Poole. I started with the Whippets. I've always had dogs, but I started with the Whippets when my children were very small because I'd had a dog that was absolutely wonderful, but she truly was a loaded weapon. And with knowing that I was going to have kids coming back and forth in the house and the lifestyle we were going to lead and the fact I don't like a lot of dog hair everywhere and I wanted a nice house dog, I searched through the different breeds until I settled on a Whippet, truly because my friends told me to get a Whippet and I wasn't really that keen on them. I thought they were funny looking. But the more I got around them, the more I liked them. And it started my search for an actual Whippet. Mm -hmm. And I probably would never have done anything but have one as a pet. But as life does, it just took me down a different road. And I ended up having to have a first litter with the dog I had, which started with, that was Cinnamon. And that that led to Dottie. And she was my first dual champion. And she kind of did all the things. And I can say the Whippets really are great with children. That They are a wonderful dog. I never have to worry. I never had to worry about anyone coming in and out of the house and there being a problem. Mm-hmm. So that was a very good choice on that. They don't bark much. They don't shed much. They do shed. They're not. They just don't shed a ton. Mm-hmm. They're not double-coated. So anyhow, Dottie kind of led me down the path of more and more she was a dog that i got when i was in college and she was half lab and half pit and she was absolutely the perfect dog for a single woman Mm -hmm. she was a super fun dog she just was very protective of the family and she was great with my children i never had a worry but if you didn't know her name and you tried to come in my house it would have been bad and you know I didn't want to continue on with a dog that I had to worry about with kids because kids are kids and you'll have people. I mean, and I did the whole time I had children, I had kids running in and out of my house Mm -hmm. nonstop. We live in a neighborhood, which was one is wonderful. And I mean, it was a constant flow of kids in and out of here. Mm -hmm. So that was it. They were and the dogs. They never, they don't bark at the doorbell. They never looked up. They didn't care. I started out actually doing um, lure coursing. I started out with Aspen AKC lure coursing with Cinnamon. And then I continued that with Dottie. And Dottie is Cinnamon's puppy. And she finished her Aspen field championship in two weekends on right on her 12th, I mean, 12-month birthday. So then I had her handled by Jan and Graham and finished in the show ring. Graham did most of the showing, I believe. And so that started, she was my first dual champion. Her mother, I didn't really ever show. She was a little too straight in the front, didn't move quite well enough to finish, but she had very, a very good pedigree and her heart was good until she died at 16. She just kind of wasted away as sometimes whippets do, but there was nothing actually wrong with her besides being old. Lure coursing is for sight. The actual true lure coursing is for sight hounds only. And they run them in groups of three and they're judged on agility, speed, follow, enthusiasm, 
they're judged on five different things and with aspa speed is weighted a little more heavily than with akc akc all five things are equal so they're judged and it's not who goes around the absolute fastest it's who is the best at all the things Mm -hmm. so it's you know it is its own little thing and but akc and aspa and then also i do some straight racing with cwa and CWA is an organization that is very pedigree-based and can be kind of controversial because it doesn't allow for all whippets. Mm-hmm. It only allows, it does have a ban against certain ones. So there, there is some differences. WRA and NOTRA, those are also racing orga- organizations. Uh, WRA is Whippet Racing Association. Um, I'd say WRA and NOTRA is where you'll find your most your very fastest whippets. They've been bred specifically for speed in those areas. Mm-hmm. So you have Whippet Racing Association and North, uh, it's Oval Track Racing Association. I, I can't remember what the N stands for, mm-hmm. but NOTRA is Oval Track and WRA is Straits. And wh- how come the CWA, you said, how come they don't have allow some whippets? They have done that because there was a pedigree issue many, many years ago on the on Lyft Kennel. And it is it's an organization that's based on showing what we race and racing what we show. So it's supposed to be a dual purpose organization that theoretically is trying to keep a moderation in both what we would see in the show ring and also on the on the straight racing Mm -hmm. it's and it is a controversy and not everyone's happy about it and there's but it is an organization i personally believe a lot in their mission i think the mission is a very good goal of not having the extreme that you see in the show ring which i have some dogs that are fairly extreme myself but it's not the best thing for the breed to go to one side or the other they really should stay a dog that can race in company and do a good job of that and yet look like what the breed standard is and the breed the breed standard can be interpreted by different people in different ways mm-hmm. um <clears throat> you know when you see a dog that's that is so you need to have enough muscling in the rear you need to have a strong enough rear, you need to have an elastic enough back to be able to perform. So you can get to extremes in the rear that no longer serve the function of speed. Uh, you can, you need the muscle to be well let down in the hock and not to have too much second thigh. And that can be considered extreme when you go so far to the racing side that they start not looking like what the whippet is pictured in the standard yes they're very functional but you also have to have type and this is something that is argued amongst the race and show people kind of ad nauseum Mm -hmm. and yes the fast whippets are very functional and yes the show whippets can be very beautiful and trot very pretty and you know, if you have me to lean to one side, it will be to the show side. And there is, you know, no lie to that. 
but I also don't want to breed out of my dogs the ability to run in company and the ability to actually win when you're doing things like lure coursing and racing. But it's not easy to do any, any, it's not easy to win when you breed specifically for one single thing. The dogs may not be less than 18 and a half inches or more than 22 and a half inches. Now it's 18 to 22, but they do have a half inch either way. So, I mean, it's as long as they don't push the wicket up on the tall side and they don't, um, and, and they can touch the wicket on the small side, mm-hmm. they're in. Really, you want to have something that's more moderate, that's not at the top or bottom. You want them, really, it's supposed to have moderation in all things in our standard. Um, it is their medium-sized side hound. They're supposed to have, be able to cover uh, a lot of ground without a lot of um, lost motion. So really, the, the nice, easy trots, I think, cover that, but that's, that could be considered by others a form of exaggeration, and we're not supposed to have any exaggeration in our breed. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the head should be um, with large eyes, round oval in shape, they should have dark eyes. Our standard penalizes light eyes, though with dilute, you will generally have a lighter eye because the dilution gene, uh, it's why it makes it more difficult in the ring to finish some dilutes because they do have a lighter eye. Uh, the ears should be rose ears. There should be small and fine in texture and not fly and not droop and not be set at the side of their heads. Uh, you should have a scarcely perceptible stop on the head with a nice underjaw. The heads, it's some, you'll have people that just, that have different versions of what their perfect head is. I, I, I'm not that picky. I, when I see a pretty head, it's a pretty head. When I see one that's not, it's just not. The shoulder blade should be long. And something that's with our fronts, it's very hard to have a front that's well set on, under you and a also a shoulder blade that is nice and smooth into the shoulder. Getting the whole front put together is very hard. Um, having enough front fill without having them too wide or too narrow. But there should always, to me, be free shoulder movement and not restricted in any way. Uh both front and rear feet, the feet are very important on whippets because they're going to, the speed of whippets, they're harder on every part of their bodies regardless, just because of the sheer speed. So you need to have very nice sound feet, uh, not bow-legged, tight in elbows. They shouldn't be lacking substance, but they yet they shouldn't be coarse either. Um, you should have... Um, they should be more hair than cat, but not really. If you take a half a walnut and set it on the ground, that's what a whippet foot should look like. You can have either hair or cat, but something right in between is truly the best. Um, flatter splayed feet. I mean, it's kind of point. That's a terrible, terrible fault on a running dog. And uh, the nails should just barely touch the ground. Hindquarters should be long and powerful. You want you don't want too much second thigh. You want short hocks. 
you want the muscle to come well down into that leg. Sickle and cow hawks should be strictly penalized. Really short, tight, close coat. You're going to see a lot of different coats on whippets from very soft and velvety to a longer hair to a very short, tight coat. Those are all fine, but they should not be double coated at all. That's should not be in our and they should not have um any sort of um there's no such thing as a long-haired whippet they don't we don't have that in our gene pool so there's just no such thing there are silken wind hounds and wind sprites but they are there's no actual true whippets with long hair um the gait should be free moving and smooth um, strong drive in the hindquarters. You don't want them to be sickle hawked, and you can see a sickle hawk on the move where they don't drive in the rear. It's actually, you can see it's it's kind of fixed. It ends and doesn't kick out in the rear at all. Um, the you, really you want to see them move like a a hunter horse where they have the nice easy daisy clipping gait. Uh, front legs should not turn in or out or cross when they move. Lack of front reach or drive. You wouldn't want to have either one. A short hackney gait with high wrist action is strictly penalized. Uh, crossing in the front or moving too close also is strictly penal- uh, penalized. The temperaments should be... It's a hound, so they aren't going to be like a golden retriever. I have some that are really super friendly and then I have others that are very kind of aloof. There's nothing wrong with an aloof temperament. They can be amiable, friendly, gentle, but they, I mean, they're, they will kill things in your yard. They will kill rabbits. They'll kill squirrels. They'll kill groundhogs, snakes. So it's not for someone who's real squeamish if they mm-hmm. kill things. Mm-hmm. So, but they should never be bad with people. That's, that's something you don't see a lot of in whippets and it shouldn't be tolerated. They should always be good enough, good with people. If they want to be a little aloof and only like their people, that's fine. So our disqualifications are basically anything more than half inch above or below the height limits, blue eyes, any blue, any portion of blue eyes undershot or overshot more than a quarter inch. And any coat that does isn't a short, close, smooth, firm in texture. For me, they have to be good enough to for me to finish in the show ring. And I am not a very talented handler, mm-hmm. so they've got to be better than average, show wise, for me to be able to finish them. And they have to be good enough to finish on the field. And I was talking with a friend about this. It. it I don't look to be number one in any specific thing because you really have to tailor a breeding program to be the top of anything. Mm -hmm. And I want to be good, good enough in all the areas to be competitive, to be, and and I do finish my dogs myself. It's it'd be so much easier to send them out with a handler. I'd have them done quickly. If I sent them away with a handler, it's for me, I mean, how you, you, the judge can only see what you show them. So if, if I don't do a great job handling and I make them and they look bad, 
how you can't win. So sometimes I don't do a great job. Sometimes I'm fine. And then on the field, they have to be able to run in company. They cannot be a dog that, that interferes or fouls. They have to be drivey enough to want to chase the lure and follow it. I have one that I finished on the field. She was truly an incredible runner. And then I finished her. And the next day I put her in specials. And she decided to go across the field, lay down and wait for it. Uh Because she knew that if she waited for it, she she was going to catch it. I won't run her again because that's incredibly dangerous. Mm -hmm. The lure operator was good enough to know how to get her turned around Mm -hmm. before the other dogs got there. But that's a danger. But, you know, I'm hoping that doesn't... She's really smart. That's the problem with smart dogs is they think a lot. Would she catch the rabbit? Yes, she would. Um, But for lure coursing it, it's a little difficult when you catch the lure. I like, my girls are all around 30 pounds. They're in between 19. I like them between 19 and 20 inches, around 30 pounds. Uh, I've got one that's 21 inches. She's, I don't prefer the bitches to be that tall, but she was such a beautiful whippet to me with beautiful movement and just such a beautiful picture to me that I just bred her to dogs that I hoped would make smaller whippets. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. They're never going to be perfect. And you'll some people will like your dogs. Some people won't. They do have to have, I'm very particular about hearts because that's one thing we have in our breed that's a real problem is hearts. And the pedigrees for hearts, I'm very, very particular on. Mm-hmm. Um, temperament, that is something that if I have a dog that is shy or snappy or something, that would be one that I would not go forward with. Um, I have my puppy. I have two puppies right now, one that I bred to a race dog to bring back in running, and one that I was the first time I've been able to breed two of my own personal breeding together. The one that's my own personal breeding that's 15 years of my work is probably going to be a very nice show dog. She will probably also run. She's a very drivey, toy-driven little dog, but I don't know how well will that that is time that is we'll see in time. Mm-hmm. My other one is out of a grand champion show dog of mine, bred to a race dog that was pure race on top with um, some American old American lure coursing stuff that's really incredible, and a little bit of more show stuff in there. So it's basically a running cross with a show dog but the that um the grand champion show dog she was a really good lure courser so i have high hopes for that on the field i do i actually do see a difference in temperament you i think the the race dogs the ones i've been around and i'm sure this is not true for all but the ones i've been around have a little little bit lower key temperament they don't they tend to just be a little different than the show whippets you take show whippets down to the boxes and most of them are insane i mean they're very drivey it's not a lack of drive but it's it's like they are really crazy for that lure and they're crazy in the box and that's just them where you have your race dogs though they're ready to go run and catch it they tend to be a lower key they don't have quite the drama that the show whippets have Mm -hmm. um 
but again, they've been they've been selected for very different things for many years, and the gene pool they have been selected from is just different. Now, my little field champion that I have that I was talking about, she's very quiet going to the box and very quiet going to the line and getting in the box, but she's kind of an easygoing dog. So it, it's not 100% on anything, but I would say as a general rule. The history of the Whippets started back in... I guess probably 1700s, 1800s, where they bred small greyhounds together with terriers. And I would say there's a little bit of Italian greyhound in there also, but I'd say most of it is terriers. And you see the terrier influence come out in them. They're they're more intense daily than a greyhound is. Mm-hmm. And and also why you see a lot of them, where you see very whippets that can get kind of tall, there's greyhound in there in the last you know 150 years but they were bred to be a poor man's running dog Mm -hmm. because the um only the upper class was allowed to own greyhounds so the whippets were bred for a basically a poor man's greyhound and that you know i think as a breed for the most part we have kept our dual purpose ability much better than a lot of different breeds. And I think the most of the fanciers are doing their best to keep it from, keep them from losing their natural running abilities. Uh, England, they, they were um, started, I believe in England Mm -hmm. and they're still much more popular in England than they are here. There's a lot more born in England than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, Health testing is, you do OFA cardiac with a uh, an echo with a cardiologist. Not all cardiologists are equal. There's only a few I'll go to to have my dogs checked. That should be done with the males probably every year, and I do my girls before I breed them. And you need to have their eyes done by an ophthalmologist every year. And once for bare he- uh, hearing, you need to have their make sure that they genetically hear that they aren't a unilaterally deaf dog. Mm-hmm. See a little bit of PRA here and there, but that's mostly been bred away from because the um, fancy is very good about, um, they really are as a rule good about health testing. Don't, uh, you see a little bit of seizures here and there, but it's not very common, but it, it can happen occasionally. I don't see it as a major thing in most bloodlines. What I've, I've heard about it more in some of the kind of backyard bred whippets mm-hmm. more than I have really of many other bloodlines because most of the people who are breeding for the show ring or any other thing tend to select away from that if they find it. Um, heart problems, I think, are a major issue that we have, though. Yeah, we don't really have an issue with hips and elbows, probably because of the structure of the whippets and the lightness of them. They aren't a heavy dog. So, I mean, I guess you could have a hip or elbow problem, but I've not really seen it in the breed. You know, it's, I know some people will check, but I think if you see any hip issues, you're probably dealing with something that is from an injury. And I just, we don't see them. You don't see them really in greyhounds either. 
you know, the only color that would be disqualified would be Merle because we don't have Merle in our gene pool, but you can, there is all, um, it's supposed to be, um, uh, colors immaterial. Mm -hmm. Um, is it, is it? Yes, it is, but it's harder to finish some colors than it is others. It's in, it honestly, it's not even the color. Oftentimes it's the pattern. If you have a solid, a solid mask red with a black mask and no white, it's going to be tough to finish because it's just a color you don't see that often. Um, anything solid is going to be more different than something that's party color, but you can also have markings like that have a spot over the back and it makes the back look like it has a dip versus the, the actual top line. It does. They can be, um, it can just cause an illusion. Mm-hmm. I just have girls here because it's just easier for me to manage because they basically are house pets here. So it's, it would be very hard for me to, to manage dogs and bitches when the bitches in season. Mm-hmm. It's just not how I personally want to live my life. So I have just chosen one gender, which is the girls. Mm-hmm. I love raising puppies. I think that's the most fun thing ever. So um, I tend to, I mean, I've chosen dogs from Canada, from Northern Illinois, from, you know, Kentucky, you name it, I'll drive out there and do a breeding. I, the only time I've used something that I've bred was this last litter that I had a singleton from. And it's something I I finally had the right dog and bitch to put together after, you know, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But generally it's, you know, I just would prefer just to have one gender, um, as far as how many litters they have, the most, I generally will not do a litter unless it's something I'm looking for myself mm-hmm. or if I'm going to do something where I want to place dogs for later use. I did that with a dog I bred from Canada. I kept nothing for myself, but they, I placed them in areas that I could have access to them later if I wanted to. Not, And I don't sell with a lot of stipulations. And honestly, if you're getting a dog that you're going to show and possibly breed, you're going to be pretty close to me anyhow. So it's, it's not like, I mean, I'm pretty particular on who owns anything like that. No, that's the problem. Why I don't keep males here is because they can be tied and like you turn your back and they're tied. Mm -hmm. They're very easy to breed. They tend to be a very fertile breed. Mm -hmm. They tend to welt very easily. That's, you know, usually it's, you, you breed them, you have a nice big litter, they whelp, and they take care of them. I mean, they're wonderful mothers, and they they bounce back from, you know, pregnancy like they've never had puppies. Mm-hmm. They're ready to be shown again by the time the puppies are nine weeks old without doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I let the mothers wean them on their time frame because they do a very good job of slowly weaning them, and they do a great job of socializing them and making them learn how to be dogs. It's, they're really, as far as breeding goes, they're very easy. This year has been a weird year. I've seen more misses and more singletons or small litters than I have in forever. 
like ever in this breed. I had a singleton and that was a first and, you know, dramatic and all that. Then I had a litter of six, which is small for my house, but they were nice and fat puppies, very healthy. What would you say the average litter size is? I'd say seven, eight is your average litter size. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it runs in bloodlines. I'm used to having eight to 10. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if the whole thing with Purina and changing their formula has caused some of this because the majority I know that feed kibble feed the pro plans 3020 sport and they changed it and I saw an issue across the board. So maybe it's food related. I'm going to do something different. Maybe it's related to my overuse of flea medications. That could be a thing. Maybe it was luck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have had great luck on the pro plan 3020. I mean, really, really good luck. I've not um, had any issues until they changed their formula mm-hmm. and they are not really listening to the, people telling them that what did they change and and what do you think is they said they only added in um probiotics Mm -hmm. but that's not the case they changed a lot on there and it's probably because they're having a harder time sourcing ingredients is my guess because i i mean because of all of the shipping stuff and all of the shortages we've had i would not doubt there's more changes that are than are even on the label due to that but as far as the dogs, I need to, I don't have enough freezer space to have freezer bra for them. Yeah. But that is something that, that may become something we do. But then again, you're going to have problems probably getting raw for dogs. So I don't know. I don't know. Could be hard times ahead for all of us. You know, I, one of my clients was a veterinary nutritionist and she was a veterinarian and she said, you can do raw. But it's not easy. No. And she goes, I can give people how to do raw. I can give them the formula on how to do it well. She said, but normally I just say ProPlan is probably the most appropriate diet for most dogs. And, you know, we've had such a marketing campaign against the big kibbles, but they're the ones who've done all the research on what actually makes it, you know, makes a correct diet and then you had all the people come in that had these fancy foods with blueberries and you know the the dentist site that you know rated them on what where the ingredients but it was just i mean it's caused a lot of harm to dogs i mean because not all kibble is the same and a lot of this grain free has really created some health issues with the dogs yeah for sure now and but i think you can do raw and do it very well i have a friend who feeds raw now she also is very well versed on it and has studied it to the extreme point and has things down to the point of i mean she has litters of 11 to 13 with her whippets yeah so she's doing something right because the reproduction will tell you when things are going right in a body Mm -hmm. And it'll tell you when it's not. And that was why I'm wondering if their changes have been really dramatically bad because of how many whippets who are normally very easy breeders that they have, people are now having troubles. Because it's a food that most of us feed. If 
they don't feed raw. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, and people are really starting to look at that. And I wish Prina would listen. Yeah, I've got one that got pancreatitis, and I think she's probably had a little bit of an issue, but she's 11 years old now. And I just, like, I, I, we went out to dinner, and we brought home the steak fat for the dogs, and everyone got one piece of steak fat. Yeah. That one piece of steak fat was enough to throw her into pancreatitis, and she will be forever on Purina EN. Now, I love that Purina EN. They, she does great on it. It's not one I would put a young dog on or a competing dog on, but for, I mean, it'll probably keep her alive, except for one of my dogs figured out how to open the pantry door and huh. they were having a buffet of all the dog, all the foods. You know, I have done side-by-side -side AIs, and if I wanted to use a dog that was far enough away, I probably would do a fresh chilled. I do, have not done any surgicals or frozen semen at this point because the dogs I have wanted to use have all been in driving distance. Mm -hmm. um, if I, The best way, I think, is just your average general natural breeding. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you can't do that because of like I had one dog and he was older and had a very bad back from just because it was an older dog and so it was a side-by-side -side AI and I've done that a couple of times and that works fine I mean that's just about the same as a natural breeding but if I have my choice a natural breeding for, for uh, over a few days is a you know, I do tend to use progesterone because not only does it give me an, the opportune, most opportune time to breed, it also gives me a good idea of when they will whelp, like within 24 hours, mm -hmm. which I'm very glad, even though I did a natural breeding, I'm glad that I had um, progesterone on my dog that had the singleton because I knew when she was due. And we ended up with an emergency C-section and we knew that the puppy would should be ready from that and the puppy was ready i don't think i think she was about 24 hours out of actually um uh delivering or being in labor so we had a little bit more of a milk issue but the puppy was just fine and the the c-section doesn't happen often right no it was very unusual we couldn't find her heartbeat on the ultrasound so we got a little panicked and decided to err on the side of let's try to get this thing out before mm -hmm. it dies. And it was, and we knew we were, I mean, her temperature isn't, was like 97.4 at the time. We knew that she was physically close and that the puppy should be okay. But at that point it was more worrisome to leave her in at, when we felt she was in distress than to allow a trial of labor. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's really good whippets in pretty much all of the countries. Italy has a really, a ton of really nice ones. Portugal, um, I mean, you see a lot of beautiful uh, Swiss whippets. I mean, every country has got some really nice programs in whippets. Mm -hmm. And who would you say your top mentors are in the, in the whippet world? uh across the world i don't know it's it's i i'm not sure worldwide you know for me my i had carol curry and i had uh jan swayze and linda larson and kitty williams i've had a whole lot of really good people to that have mentored me through the beginning phases in and i've been very fortunate i mean really fortunate because 
this is, you know, history is not something you can just read about whippets. You don't find out about these things without people to lead you through them. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty quiet in the house. As long as they get enough exercise mm-hmm. during the day, they're very quiet in the house. I would not suggest a whippet to somebody who wants a dog just to hang out all day while they're at work and then come home and expect them to be calm. They won't be. Mm-hmm. They'll be horrible dogs. They're, they have a tendency toward separation anxiety if they are all alone all the time. I've not had many that have had any separation anxiety issues. I wouldn't breathe down from them if I had it. But I also would, I've had people who want a whippet and they are living in an apartment and they work full time. And it's a recipe for disaster. It's not, nobody's going to be happy. The people won't be happy. The dogs aren't going to be happy. And there's, I'll end up with a dog that that is messed up. So I try not to sell to homes like that. For not because I think they are bad homes or bad people. It's just a bad match. It's like somebody who comes to you and says, "I want a bulldog, but I run three miles a day." Will they be fine? No, they won't. They aren't going to run three miles a day with you. Yeah, maybe in the winter, not in the summer. Yeah, no, they they're not going to run. They're not going to run. My my dog will probably run as long as you'd want him to run, but he'd keel over and die if he. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. And you know the the whippets. If you expect them to be, I mean, they're wild puppies. I think all puppies are wild though. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm sitting here. I've got a bunch sleeping in dog beds, and I have my two puppies outside because they're puppies and they need time to run. And they're they're actually wonderful puppies. If they, if you can give them enough time outside and enough exercise on their own that they aren't bored, because they'll just use your house as a racetrack. They don't have any of you using your house as a racetrack. Yeah, that's awesome. I do a lot of therapy work with my dogs. Um, they they tend to be very good therapy dogs. Um, Helga won our breed club. Uh, Therapy Dog Award, the Willow Award, one year. And I've got another that does the court system. She goes to children's to the children's courts to basically be petted. We've done different things, like some back-to-school stuff. And, you know, I have – Helga does not enjoy that. Helga likes to go to – Helga's very in tune to sick children, so we go to children's hospital. Mm-hmm. She knows who needs the most attention. She's a really interesting dog, but she's one of my more aloof dogs. She's not a big fan of strangers petting her, except if we're at the hospital and a child is in need, which is really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And then my others are very, that I take for therapy, love to be petted and seen. Mm-hmm. Um, dock diving, I have dogs that will dock dive. They, um, most of them do swim and enjoy swimming. Um, I think that there's, I have dogs I've bred that do a lot of barn hunt. I just don't do a lot of barn hunt. I have dogs I've bred that do agility. I just don't do agility. But mm-hmm. whippets can be very good agility dogs, but they they train much differently than like a Border Collie does or a Golden Retriever. They just, it, you have to make it fun for them and you have to make it worth their while. They aren't going to train just because they, you want them to. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, I, I would have to tell you your best uh, dock diving whippets tend to be your race bred whippets. For whatever reason it is, they tend to be the best at it. 
Um, the show Whippets will do it, and they will do very well at it. But, again, I think if that was something you were going to really look at, I would go with a race Whippet mm-hmm. that has dock diving titles behind it. Um, a race Whippet's going to be heavier muscled. They are going to generally, and, and this is all generally, right? they're going to be generally have a little less angulation to them, and that's not all of them. Just, you know, it, it, but then you go through the show whippets, you're going to have the same variation from, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, but they're selected to, for speed. They're select, they select from the gene pool of winners and of fast dogs, so you tend to go toward that direction. The tail set doesn't matter for them. Mm-hmm. The ears don't matter. The eyes don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's it's based on who is fastest, so it tends to select toward that goal. Um, there are some very beautiful race whippets, and they also do tend to be on the larger side of the standard for the simple reason that it helps mm-hmm. in getting across that line. It's a lot harder when you're a small whippet to be fast. Um, and you see it's a much heavier muscle dog. So they do, you do see the difference pretty readily if you are, um, if you are, you know, seeing them side by side. Right. Um, it happens. It's not common. I mean, but it happens, you know, you have your males that are intact that can get a little, you know, upset with one another they don't all um you get some of your bitch fights if you get two bitches that hate each other you probably are gonna have to place one or forever keep them separated and hope you never mess up but as a rule i've got a bunch of female whippets that do just fine together mm-hmm. but i don't tolerate any sort of posturing or one picking on another and mm-hmm. but they do live pretty well in harmony for now, to right. this day. Yeah, yeah. Maybe later, I don't know. Um, but no, as a rule, you can usually put a whole bunch of whippets together and be fine, as a rule. Not always. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know. I don't even, I'm so into whippets, I would not have a dog that's very hairy. Like, my sister has a golden retriever, and that is probably the easiest dog on the planet. She's a great, great dog. But all that hair, I can't do all the hair. Right. I don't. I don't know because I just. I don't. I like. I like all dogs, mm-hmm. but to live in my house, I don't know. Right. These are pretty easy for me. I've always liked Boston Terriers too, but I'm not sure. I'm, I think they may bark too much for me now, and my dogs don't bark at the doorbell. They don't bark in the house unless they're playing. So it's kind of nice to have kind of quiet dogs. Right. No, they're not that quiet outside, though. <laughs> you 